Let's pray together. Lord, we just thank you that we can come together this morning, that it's such a lovely, bright, new morning and we're alive and we're with it and we're happening, Lord. We're full of your grace and your mercy and your energy. Lord, I pray that we'd have ears to hear and uh, hearts to receive this morning, that um, just engage our hearts, Lord, with the things that move your heart. And we would grow this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We turn in your Bibles to, I'll just get you ready so you're all set, to Galatians 5 verse 6. As you're doing that, I was reading this week about how, and I was, I was like, I read lots of different things throughout the week in my quiet times and just studying and how we really need to see more of God's power in our lives and in our churches and to see signs and wonders happening, not just, you know, pockets of it, but all the time. It's like, oh God, why? We really want to see that. And, um, I came across this thought that God wants us to have power, but first he has to be sure that we'll use that power in love. He wants to know that we won't take it and mix it with a good dose of judgmentalism and criticism and blast people straight out of the water. Now, imagine if you have everything you said, just like John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Think about that. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. God actually wants to answer our prayer. He wants to bless us. He wants to bring heaven to earth. But too often, if he gave us what we desired, we'd get on the freeway and we'd bowl somebody off because of our words. Think about it. If you ask, if you ask God says, if his word abides in you and you ask whatever you desire will be done for you. But too often we get all this other stuff that isn't love and if, we, if God left that power on us that whatever you ask you'll get, what would we do with it? Too often we don't move in love. And the power of God without love is a very dangerous thing. Think about that for a minute. The power of God left within us to whatever we say happens, if you did not have that being directed in love, it would be a very dangerous thing. Now, Philip has been speaking the last couple of weeks about the greatest commandments. In Matthew 22, 37, it says, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And We've got to understand that when it comes to God, he's saying everything is about love. Our faith works by love. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, is that our faith actually works by love. And Galatians 5 verse 6 says, For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. As in, it's not about the outward stuff. It's not about what you do on the outside. They are getting caught up on, are you circumcised or you're not? It's all a physical thing. It's what's going on in the heart. And he says, but faith working through love avails much. Look at that in the word. It says, but faith working through love. Our faith actually works through love. If we are devoid of love, it short circuits our faith. I mean, to think about it, isn't it? So faith works by love. That is, faith forgives. Faith lets go of things. Faith doesn't get offended, etc., etc. 
Faith works by love. Mark 11 it talks about Jesus um, was walking on down the road to Jerusalem with his disciples. And uh, Mark 11:24 to 25 says, What things you so desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And then he says, very importantly, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So he's saying when you pray, Jesus is very specific. He says when you stand praying, when you're activating your faith, what does he say then? He says, and when you stand praying, forgive, as in act in love. Your faith is activated by love. Your faith works through love. Without love, without forgiveness, without letting go of stuff, faith isn't going to be activated. It's not going to work like God wants it to work. Because he says, when you things you so desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them, as long as, as love is working alongside. Your faith works through love. So when others hurt us, we have to walk in love towards them. And, and you know, after all, the Father has forgiven us. Jesus went to the cross and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, I was watching... The Bible, and I'm not really good. What I'm a very visual person, so I'm not very good watching um, the crucifixion. But I was like, I'm going to watch this. And did anybody see the end couple of episodes of the Bible when it was on TV a couple of months back? No. But like he's he's like bleeding and he's beaten up and it's awful. But I was like, I'm going to watch this because I couldn't watch the Passion, but I watched this. And uh, but it's like love compelled Jesus to go to the cross. Love compelled him to go through that for us. And I thought, if Jesus can go through being beaten, being pushed around, being jeered at, being, you know, the, the nails went through his hands, the thorns were shoved into his head, if he can do that because he's so compelled by his love for us, it's like, it kind of doesn't match up. So I've got this visual picture in my head just to keep me, you know, online now. I let, I let those things in my head and you go, God, just remind me. Whenever I'm getting offended, whenever I'm having a little hissy fit, Whenever I, I get hurt, just remind me of that visual image of you lying down, getting nailed to that cross, the thorns in your head, and the blood pouring out for me. And nothing really matches up to that. We're no different. We have to forgive. And Jesus said, unless you forgive when you pray, nothing's going to happen. We have to. He says, believe when you pray, believe you receive it, and you'll have them. But when you stand praying, forgive. Our faith works through love, through forgiving, through letting go of stuff, holding short accounts. And we can do that because when you know Jesus, when you've asked him into your heart, what does God say? You're made in his image. You have the God kind of love residing on the inside of us. So we're actually made in his image and if God is love, he says he is love, then we have that love, we have that capacity to love like that inside of us. Pretty exciting when you think about that. So instead of looking at yourself going, oh, I can't do that, I can't forgive, I can't love like that, I can't sacrifice like that, well, yes, you can, because you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away and you're new. You're a new creation. You have the DNA of God who is love residing on the inside of you, so you can forgive like him. You can love like him. We just have to realise who we are in Christ, that we are able to love because we have that we're made in the image of God. And if God is love, then you are love. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are love. You have huge capacity to love. 
and the inside of you. And the other thing about that is that if someone, besides if someone is against you and they've, and they've like hurt you and they've done those things, why give them any more of your life or time? Why let them ruin the rest of your life by short-circuiting your faith through unforgiveness? Think about it. If your faith works by love, then don't let what other people have done short-circuit your faith journey with God. Don't let anything that's hurt you in the past, with family, grandparents, cousins, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, you know, it's often those really close to us that push our buttons, don't they? And it hurts that, you know, it might be just a little thing, but the Bible says to watch out for the little things. Watch out for the little foxes that get in and you've got little bits of unforgiveness in our heart. Why let those things short-circuit our faith that God says will move mountains? So he says, walk in love because then you can do the impossible. Walk in love because then your faith works. Don't let anyone keep you sick and lack, mentally hassled, emotionally beaten up and without joy because you will not let go of stuff. God wants us free. He said, Jesus came to set you free and who the Son sets free is free indeed. But he says, you just got to do it my way. So we think, no, we just got to remember that so they can't get us again. And God says, no, forgive them because then your faith works. Because then your faith works and then it can move mountains. Faith is energized by love. Faith puts in, is put into motion by love. I wanted to turn with me to um, 1 Corinthians 13. I know this is the love chapter. It's read out at pretty much every Christian wedding. But uh, I want to read to you from the Amplified. If you've never read the Amplified, I encourage you because it kind of nails you on a few things. <laughs> but um, you can read along with me in the, your NIV or King James or whatever. But I want you to focus on the connection between faith and love. Here, I'm going to read it. From verse 1, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love, I'm only a noisy gong, like that, or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and if I have sufficient faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. There's one thing that God asks us to do, and that's to stay in love. Stay in love with him and stay in love with those around us. And he said he would not ask us to do that if he did not give us the ability or the capacity to do it. But we have to make that choice, to stay in love. That's our one commandment, we're to walk in love and love makes everything else work. You carry on in verse 7 to 8 and think about how is it that love, faith is so tied into love? Well, this is why. Because love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Think about that for a minute. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Read that again. Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. That's why God wants us to walk in love, because it never fails. 
When that God kind of love rises up on the inside of you, when you attach your faith that is working through that love to it, it cannot fail. Now, you, your brain can do a whole lot of questioning bits there, but that's what the Word of God says, is when our faith is working through love, your love cannot fail because it's God's love. And he doesn't fail because God is love. So God wants us to walk in his love because love never fails, and he wants the best for us because the best is found in love. I know it sounds like a soppy sermon, but, you know, it's powerful. It's got some kick-butt stuff in it, if you think about it. That's why Jesus instructed his disciples to forgive when they prayed. He says, when we pray to God with faith, believing God and what he says, we must forgive anyone who has hurt us if we want answers to our prayers. That's a little bit confronting. And the Holy Spirit will show you where you've not let something go, where you've got unforgiveness, where you're harboring resentment. You know, and you you think, oh, I'm never going to get through all this sometimes. But it's like holding short accounts. And that's why it's great that we take communion every week because we're meant to come to God and say, examine my heart, God. Show me any way in me that I need to deal with. And then come to him and he says that he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's like if we do it regularly, we're holding short accounts and then our faith is working through love and our prayers will be answered. When we're asking God to do something in our life, it's actually going to happen. Otherwise, not only do we slam the door on the favour of God, which is awesome, which is breakthrough stuff, you know, he says you're blessed when you come in, you're blessed when you go out. Everything you put your hand to, you're blessed in. Your command accounts are blessed. When you pray, things happen. When you have faith, you can move mountains. He says when you don't reside in that place, James 3.16 says, for wherever envying and self-seeking or strife exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. When we don't walk in love, we're allowing every evil thing. Well, where does evil come from? The devil. So if we want to walk in unforgiveness and strife and envying and self-seeking, then we allow the devil just to romp straight into our life. We allow him into our household. That's why I get on my kids and, uh, and it's like we have to watch ourselves that we don't allow strife into our own home because the devil just has a field day. He just has a field day. Because unforgiveness and walking out of love leads to strife and strife to every work, evil work of the devil. So you put a line and you say, uh-uh, I have to walk in forgiveness. I have to walk in love. Because if you don't, all the Bible reading, all the going to church, all the praying, all the good works we do won't change anything. It won't change our situation, only walking in love and walking in forgiveness will. See, we can't pick and choose the bits of the Bible that we like. (laughs) I know we'd like to, just all the nice blessing bit. Or, you know, oh, God loves me bit. Or I'm going to heaven bit. But, you know, this is why we don't stay just reading the the milk. We've got to get in and this is the chewy bit. Yeah? We can't just disregard the bits of the Bible and the bits of God's word that we don't like. It's all connected and it all centres around love. Because God is love. And we're always going to have opportunities until we get to heaven, until we get to glory, to practice our forgiveness capacity. Because there's people, or even dogs. <laughs> you know, like dogs, they chase you down the street. <laughs> you know, we're always going to have to have ability to, and opportunity to forgive because um, we are here <laughs> and there's people around us. 
You know, church would be easy if there was no people, some people say. <laughs> you know, family life would be easy if there was nobody else but me. Wouldn't it? It would be easy. Marriage would be easy. It's easy, babe. But, you know. Because <laughs> we, you know, but I, I, when, I, when I've got people around me that are just rubbing me the wrong way, you know what the Lord says? He says, iron sharpens iron. As in, you're getting sharper. You're getting more honed. When somebody's, yeah, grating on you, it's just honing you. Iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. God, he just uses all opportunities and he says you're going to have opportunities to forgive until you get to heaven. So taking no account of evil done to us, paying no attention for a suffered wrong. Read the First Corinthians passage in the Amplified. It kind of nails it. You know, you go, oh, no, no, no. You say, nah. Taking no account of evil done to you and no attention to suffered wrongs. And we have the capacity when we go, oh, God, I can't love like that. You've got to say, you know what? I can. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I have the capacity to love because I have the most high creator of the universe residing on the inside of me and I am made in his image and therefore he is love, so I am love. Give yourself a talking to if you ever, you know, because the enemy, he wants to keep us in unforgiveness. He wants to keep us out of love because he knows how powerful it is and when Christians get hold of that because he knows that without love, our prayers do not work. He knows the word, you know. He just doesn't know how to use it because he's evil. So he knows if he can keep us in unforgiveness. You know, we've shared a few weeks ago about the enemy sends familiar spirits that know your buttons and how to push them. And, you know, you get into the situation over and over and over again because that's a familiar spirit. There's a little demon dude and he's like, just let's get, get him in the same position. Just push her button. Get that person to go over there and just push Val's buttons. And then she's going to do the same thing. She's going, ah! And then she's out of love. And then bang, I've got her. And so Val, she needs to go. I'm just not picking on you, Val. <laughs> but you go, you know what? This sounds very familiar. What am I going to do to get out of this cycle so that I don't get... And so you go, you know what? I'm going to do something different. God gives us the capacity and the ability to do everything he's asked us to do in his word. He gives us a Holy Spirit who empowers us and clothes us to empower to walk in love. You know, Stephen was the first martyr in the Acts. You see him. And he stood and, he let, and he, as they stoned him, he said, Lord, forgive them. How did he do that? You know, he was just preaching the gospel and all these nasties came and stoned him. And he, saw, you know, he looked up and he saw Jesus standing in heaven. And he said, I see the Lord. And they did not like that and they stoned him. But as he died, he said, Lord, forgive them. How did he do that? Because he had the DNA, the God capacity. He knew who he was in God and that he had the capacity. And so compassion, just like when Jesus was at the cross and he said, forgive them, compassion rose up within him to do the same. And we have that same ability. We just need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I'm made in the image of God and I have the capacity and ability to love just like God is, because he is love, and therefore I am love. Pretty awesome when you think about that. The one thing that makes it all work, everything work, is founded in love. Our hope, our faith, our relationship, even the plans for our lives are founded in love. And God wants us to focus on it, to pursue love, to practice it, to study it, to grow in it. You know, I've, I know that I've got a, a lack in an area. I, d I just go, right, 
Let's just get into the Word and then I write it down in little cards and I take it around with me until I know that, my, that I'm built up in that area. So if you go, I just can't get that, I'm just, I know I'm not that loving, then start to study it out. What is love? Because as you focus on something, that is what you're going to become. What you focus on is what you become. Luke 34, let's just read it. And, uh, Luke 30, 11, 34. We'll read from verse 33. It says, No one when he has lit a lamp puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Verse 35. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light, as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. The light of the body is our eye. And so our eye is our point of vision. And when our vision is focused, it is going to fulfill that vision. So when we are focused and when we are looking towards love, then our whole body is going to be full of that. Our whole thinking is going to be full of that. So what are we focused on? What are we focused on in our life? Are we focused on self-seeking? Are we focused on just being comfortable? Are we focused on just don't irritate me and everything will be good? What are we actually focused on? No, well, that's true. We just, 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 you know, just let me cruise along. Don't bother me and I won't bother you. Because we are comfort seekers. But Jesus says to focus on love. That's why he says, love me. Love me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, everything you have within you. And then that love will flow out and you'll be able to love your neighbour. But if we don't focus on love, everything else is going to crowd in and you're just going to want to be comfortable. And loving people is not comfortable. Is it? It's rather uncomfortable to our flesh. Because people annoy you and push your buttons and you know, can just, oh, just leave me in peace kind of thing. But God says love and love and love again. If we focus on cultivating love, it's going to make our faith work. And when faith is working, nothing is impossible. Are you getting this? Yes? Just give yourself a slap falling asleep. <laughs> Jesus feeds the 5,000. You'll see that he, his perfect faith in feeding the 5,000 in John 14 is that he was motivated by a genuine love for people. You know, when you have love in your heart, it activates faith. We try to do it the other way around. Oh, I've got to have faith, but we're not activating, we're not, we're not moving and and motivated by love and so then our motivation dissipates oh, I'm going to get up and pray for my one I'm going to pray for the lost I'm going to pray for the city you know ding 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 six o'clock in the morning rings around oh. but when we're motivated by love we'll be out of bed and on a you know out praying for the lost when we you know you know that you're meant to be getting up and doing something you know that you're meant to draw aside and do something but if we're not motivated by love it's just work so God says, if you focus your vision, if you focus your life on love and loving me, then it's not going to be hard. But it's what is your point of focus? Is it that it's just to be comfortable? Is it just to get along? Is it just to, you know, do your own thing? Because then it's too hard and a faith, you know, it just stays at a level. You'll still be saved. You'll still go to heaven. You'll potter along. 
God says, I've come to give you fullness, abundant life. I've come that you might shape this nation. I've come that you might see many people. He says, go and make disciples. And he didn't say that unless he had given us the ability to do it. But he says, unless your focus is on love, you're not going to have the motivation you need to run the distance. You'll, you'll start and then you'll pitter out. And we do that, don't we? Because our motivation is not love. You know, Jesus, every time he did a miracle, every time he ministered to the, poor, to the sick, the hurt, the poor, the broken, what was his motivation that activated his faith? It was compassion and love. You know, he said to his disciples, come away and we'll go to a quiet place. We're tired and we've been busy ministering all day. You know, it was hands-on ministry. Everybody who came to him, he healed. And it was like people everywhere all the time. Now, if you're a person who doesn't like people everywhere all the time, you want some quiet, you can imagine what that would have been like. And they, took, they came away. And you know what the crowd did? They followed them. Masses, thousands, 5,000 men. That means there was women and children in that number. They followed him. They were actually just wanting a break. And Jesus says, give them what they need. And they're like, what? And he says he had compassion on them because he loved them. Because, and that's what made his faith work. His faith was activated and worked because he loved. Think through all the miracles and healings in the Gospels and you'll see that Jesus was always motivated by love. You know, and some people have never experienced the love that we read about in 1 Corinthians 13. You know that... They, don't, they haven't experienced that in their home life or somebody loving them unconditionally. But God is love and Jesus revealed that and people need to see that kind of love. And sometimes we need to see that kind of love too and be reminded of how much God loved us and loves us. You know, we're about to start the acts of kindness and <coughs> fasting. Are we awake still? Fasting? Yes! <laughs> And acts of kindness, and we've made up a calendar. This is just for November and December, and uh, it's for the. And I bet we've actually done for the next six months. But um, as I was just preparing this last last night, the calendar, and I was looking at it, I was at, took some time out just to have a look on um, Bethel website, and they're talking about Heidi and Roland Baker. Does anybody know who Highland and Roly? Yeah, they minister as missionaries in Mozambique. I encourage you, just Google Heidi Baker and you know, she's just amazing, full-on, out-there lady. But uh, they, they run Iris Ministries. They have a, a mission in Mozambique and they minister a lot to children. And uh, they just, they, she just has a heart and he does as well. She's the out-front lady and he gets things done behind. But um, she has a motto. It's stop for the one. And it's actually become this movement. There's actually a Facebook page called Stop for the One now. And it's become a catchphrase, it's seeking to inspire us to simply take a moment and love the one in front of us. So it's called Stop for the One. And the pressures, you know, you've got pressures and busyness of life. We often have this self-focused mentality happening that hinders us from stopping for the one. Now they expect Heidi to be late for every meeting, every function, everything, because she's always stopping on the way to where she's going for the one. You know, I'm not encouraging tidiness or lateness, but if you're stopping for the one, you know, that's her heart, is that she just, she's motivated by love, so she stops for the one. Are you something wrong? Ah, five. 
<laughs> so stopping for the one acts of kindness is what I'm calling it this morning. And um, the love of God is revealed through simple acts of kindness. When you love God first and then love the one person he puts in front of you each day, the gospel becomes simple and the gospel becomes real. So stopping for the one and doing an act of kindness. Um, so it's li- she says it's listening and obeying, seeing the poor, the lonely, the stressed, and stopping for them. It could look like a million different things, a simple or an extravagant, but God is calling each one of us to love each person we cross paths with because he loves them and he wants us to love them too. And you think, well, how can I do that? Because when you love like that, your faith is activated. Your faith works. So you can do things that you couldn't do before because you're moving in love and God will back it up. You know, she, has a, she, she ministers and both of them minister to hundreds and hundreds of people every week. Every day they have a campus and they have these orphans with them. And, and Jesus appeared to her in a vision and says, I'll have enough for everybody who comes. I'll have enough. Why? Because she moves in love and when you move in love it activates your faith to believe. To stop for, act of one, stop for the one act of kindness has to be based in love because otherwise you're going to get in over your head, which is a good place, but you know, you want to be able to meet the need. Love for God and love for others is not legalism or good works, but love. How can I love someone today? So we're getting these cards printed up. We're going to have them in probably the next week or so. And they're going to say A-OK on them, which is acts of kindness. And it says, Jesus loves you, be blessed. And it's got our website. And if you want to put your number on the back, you can. And they're going to be out, and we're going to actually do this. We're going to stop for the one. We're going to listen up and say, Holy Spirit, who are you going to bring across my path? And when they come, love them. And I want us to have a little code. You ready? For all those technological people, which are pretty much all of you in the room, it's Facebook or text message, A-OK, and then what you've done. So, Matt, A-OK, coffee because you pay for somebody's coffee. Or uh, A-OK petrol. Oh, there you go. A-OK dog. (laughs) Or A-OK prayer giving. Stop for the one, A-OK. So that we can encourage one another in good works. We can encourage one another to activate our faith. You know, one of the things on the Act of Kindness website, because it's actually actsofkindness.org, is uh, shopping trolleys. When you're out and you see somebody in the supermarket and they're out putting things in their car and they're a bit loaded down with shopping, go up and say, hey, can I take your trolley? To the, not when it's full of groceries, but you know, (laughs) take the trolley to the... (laughs) Take the trolley back to to the, you know, trolley bay for you. You know, just start to practice doing acts of kindness. And start now and because people need to know that God is real and that he cares. And when we've got the cards, just hand the card to the cashier when you're paying for the next person in line for their coffee. We're going to be talking about it in our connect groups and, and church. But uh, remember that love activates our faith. It makes it work because it never fails. And as Heidi says, I pray that you will be overcome by his spirit, surrounded by his voice and interrupted by his love. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that we are able to love because we have that capacity in us that you gave us. And Lord, I pray that you would interrupt us, that you surround us with your voice, that we'd be overcome by the compassion 
that you rise up within us, Lord, to love others, to love those in our household, on our street, in our workplace, in the shopping centre. Lord, stop that we would stop for the one every day, Lord. Show us the ones that you want us to stop for and give us boldness to do it because we're filled with your spirit, Lord, and we're filled with your love. Let us focus upon love, Lord, like a honed beacon on love, Lord, that we would study it out, that we'd think about it, that we'd meditate, that we'd pursue love, Lord, because everything else works and that our faith would work and we could move mountains and do impossible things because we're walking in love. Help us to forgive those who have hurt us, Lord, to have short accounts and hold no record of wrongs so that we might be mighty men and women of God like you've created us to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.